Welcome to the Life Pro Podcast, where today I have Sean Cook, who is a life mastery coach. Welcome to the show, Sean. How you doing? Yeah, thank you very much. I'm doing well today. Great. Today, we're going to talk about finding your way to happiness. Um, and I think, that obviously, a lot of people struggle with their day-to-day stuff and they're bombarded with you know what the norm is and they're 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 used to kind of doing you know running going through the motions and really don't they take the time to to reflect on their happiness and ways they can improve their happiness Uh, but before we get started on the topic uh tell us more about yourself tell us about your journey yeah thanks man um i'm going to start at the end and then i'll go back to the beginning of my my journey in discovering happiness and what that means. And maybe we can get into that a little bit later, but one of the most pivotal moments in my life was actually just sitting at my desk, having my morning coffee, looking out the window. And the reason why it was such an important moment to me is that in that moment, I realized that somewhere along the way I had become happy. I liked my life and That was a giant change from the last 15 years of my life when I was deeply, deeply depressed. And so that's why I wanted to start kind of at the end is that there was this simple moment of having my coffee and I couldn't tell you when I decided that my life was good, but somewhere along the way, things changed. And we can talk about how I did that later, but The reason why that was so important to me, right? I said 15 years of like pretty deep depression. I went through life thinking that I was doing it right. I had a good job. I was a carpenter. I had a series of like pretty successful relationships, you know, two, three years. And, you know, I I fell in love deeply with them thought I'd marry them, didn't end up doing that, Um, made pretty good money, had what I thought were good friends. I had friends, Mm -hmm. but nothing filled the void that I felt in me. Like I was always chasing something to fill me up or make me happy. But the more I did those things, the more I became unhappy. And to shortcut all of that really the reason I was unhappy is that I just simply didn't like myself so I could do as much as I wanted but if I didn't like myself there's no way I was going to be happy so that's a very brief journey through that so what was it what what clicked for you (laughs) what clicked for me was that I finally started, actually, I'll I'll say what helped me get things to click is that I finally started making real relationships, specifically with men. This is why I I work majority with men, you know, we're talking to everyone here, but I started making really, really real relationships and relationships. That's why I said I had friends, not really good friends, but relationships where We were willing to put our friendship on the line for the sake of love. And what I mean by that is that we were willing to say the hard things to each other. We were willing to say, man, you're really screwing your life up right now. Like, what the hell are you going to do about it? 
And so then I started looking and taking responsibility for my life in the same way. Yeah. And you're really screwing up right now. I don't know where to start, but let's find a way to start. Yeah. And I started doing things not to make me happy, but to serve me, to make right. my life better. And those are two very different things. Yeah. And you, so you mentioned you were looking out the window, which ironically you have a window in your background, which I like, <laughs> and, and you decided that you were happy, but what is, what is happiness? What is, what does that even mean? Yeah. So I, I love this. And I, I like, you know, we, we spoke a little bit about this earlier. Um, and I intentionally use the word because I wanted to ask this question in, in that most people think we're looking for happiness. And that was including me. I thought yeah. I was looking for happiness. But happiness is an emotion. Just like sadness, just like anger, just like hurt, just like fear. And emotions are fleeting. They come and they go. So sure, we're looking to be happy more than other things. But what really is that lasting thing that we're looking for is contentment, is fulfillment with our life, mm -hmm. right? I can be content with my life and I can be sad and angry and hurt and fearful and still centered in myself. Still like, yeah, life is still good, even if it's challenging right now. I think that's what most people are looking for, not the emotion of happiness. Yeah. What, what I find in my circle of friends and my network is a lot of people tend to equate financial security or wealth with happiness. How do we deviate from that? How do we reprogram ourselves to understand that money doesn't equal happiness? Yeah. And it's interesting because like different people do it differently, right? I was a peak experience chaser, right? Um, yep. Winning a championship, happiness, climbing a mountain, happiness, jumping out of an airplane, happiness. Whereas other people, like you're saying, making a million dollars, happiness, making a hundred thousand dollars, happiness, but they don't actually equate. So I think it's the same journey that I went on that starts uncoupling these things. Mm -hmm. It's actually starting to do the things that serve us on a very much simpler level, right? Finances can get you a house. It can get you a car, it can get you vacations get to all sorts of things but until you are actually serving yourself taking care of your body mind and soul you're not going to know what another kind of happiness or a contentment is so you're always going to be yep. chasing what we've been taught is happiness which is money or peak experiences or love or sex or whatever it is right so we're all we're all used to, I am, you know, I'm used to getting up in the morning at the same time, taking my kids to school, driving to work. Like it, it's all the same thing over and over and over again. I would imagine a lot of people, you know, they like the monotony of their day uh, or they're maybe just used to it. How do we actually divert from the norm? How do we make changes? Hmm. How does that, I mean, how do you get to the point where you say, okay, you know what? I'm sick of this. I, I, I need to make a change. Yeah, so those are two different questions, right? How do we divert from the norms and how, how do we get to that place where I really want to make change, right? And I was, I was speaking yeah. with a, a young gentleman just yesterday who is going through a real tough time with addictions. And I told him, like, 
there is no bottom, right? We're all waiting for a bottom. We're all waiting for our life to turn to crap before we make changes. But there is no bottom. We're like, if you're waiting for that, if you're waiting for your life to be so painful that you need to make a change, you're going to be waiting an awful long time and your life's going to get crappier and crappier and crappier. And you're always going to go, oh, but it can get worse. It's the same thing. Like, oh, but when I have another $50,000 in the bank, $100,000 in the bank, it'll get better. No, it's the same chase. It's just one's going up, perception of up and one's going the perception of down. Mm-hmm. So ultimately it just comes down to making a choice of like, Hey, I'm here for more. Yeah. I'm here for more than just the same thing every day. I'm here to make a change, to make a difference to whatever your soul is calling you to. That's right. unique to everyone. It's finally letting that have a choice. Finding let finally letting your soul have a say and listening to it. Yeah. Saying, all right, let's go. Let's try this out. Right. I mean, one thing that we've talked about in a, in a, in my previous podcast was embracing your mortality. Like if we sit down and think about, okay, we all have a limited amount of time here. Mm-hmm. So let's make the most out of every single day. Mm-hmm. And, and that'll compound, you know, doing the things that make us happy. Mm-hmm. And that'll compound to being a happy person. So I think that's very powerful. And I think that that's something that we all should live by. We should all live by knowing that our time is, is, you know, we're the sands of time. We're just, it's just moving. We're all, Mm -hmm. we're all going to die eventually. So, and we, that could be today. That could be 50 years from now. We don't know, but um, our lives are too precious to be wasted and that we need to get away from the mundane and get away from like, going through the motions and actually, you know, making a change. Well, it's actually funny. Like, A, a I love the um, contemplating death, right? I, I think that that's, that's huge. And I go through it with every one of the guys who I coach is, right. is there, there is some sort of a death contemplation practice. Usually it's some form of burying a past self or writing an obituary, you know, imagining yourself, you've lived your fullest life, and you're on your, you know, you're in the casket at 80 or 90 or 120, whatever you want, but you lived the perfect life. What is it that you want people to be saying about you then? Right. And like contemplating, oh, that's who I want to be. And how can I do that today? Right. But you also said something interesting is get away from the mundane. And I think that that is a trap because life no matter how many peak experiences or money we uh, experiences we have or money we earn life is like 80 percent mundane right going to get groceries everybody's got to get groceries or at least order them on an app everybody's got to take a shower everybody's got to move their body or take their kids to school and so the the game isn't getting away from the mundane it's figuring out how to, how can you enjoy the Monday? How can well, you I make gonna, that fun? I was going to say that because all those things you mentioned, I enjoy taking my kids to school. I enjoy the grocery shopping. I exactly. love showers. So exactly. all those things you say, I actually love those things. But, you know, making my kids 
do their homework, <laughs> making them, mm -hmm. making them take showers. Like mm -hmm. those are the things that actually provide stress to me that mm -hmm. I don't enjoy. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's funny that you gave those examples that might be mundane to somebody else, but we need to, like you said, we need to embrace those things. Exactly. How, how can you make them fun or a challenge, right? Like, right. because we don't grow without challenge. So we often look at challenge as stress and stress equals bad, but okay. This is a challenge. How can I grow from this? How can I learn from this? How can I make this into the game of life, which is improving every step? Yeah. What are what are some of the ways that, you know, that we can balance our lives with with fun and work? And, you know, we, we I have a podcast about work life balance coming up. But what are some of the things we can do to spice things up? Whether mundane see, or not, or get out of our routine. Yeah, see, like. This is my, from my past life of always chasing peak experiences. And I, of course, I still, I still love a lot of those things, yeah. but I chase them in a different way now. When people want to spice up their lives, usually, usually what they're looking for is depth. It's not more things, it's depth of experience, right? So yeah. I usually counsel guys and uh, the results are incredible. Simplify. You want to spice up your life? Bring depth to your experience, right? Like you want to simplify your life? How can you artfully open a door? How can you find that joy in the mundane? Um, but in simplifying, then we discover our priorities and what our priorities are usually what we truly enjoy. And that yeah. is what brings the spice to life. So a lot of that is just being present and, and, and being, uh, what's the word? Uh, what would I say? Like being very deliberate with all of your actions, like understanding everything that you do and really just being mindful of all of your actions. And, and like you said, depth with relationships. So you don't need more relationships. You just need to improve the relationships mm -hmm. that you currently have. And like, you can bring that into your daily life too, right? Like right. if you play music as I do, right? right? You can allow that to become mundane and boring. It's like, oh, mm. it's just something I do that like when I'm bored, I need to pick up a guitar. Right. Or you can rediscover the magic that you had a year ago, six yeah. months ago, a month ago, and like consciously bring that forward. That is bringing spice to your life without adding anything. Because once we start adding, 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 all of a sudden we start dropping the ball and being overwhelmed because we have so much stuff going on in our life. And that does the opposite of what we want. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have a lot of friends that are, you know, constantly complaining about their jobs. They're burned <laughs> out or they're just tired of doing what they've always been doing. Um, I'm sure that they had other dreams um, but they don't know how to act on those dreams. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice or have experience with any clients that, you know, maybe feel like they need to kind of divert from what they're doing? Yeah, 100%. I, um, this is one of the things I work with a lot of people on is going out and chasing their dreams, so to speak. Um, and the, the very simple answer is start putting in the work. 
right? Like a lot of people are like, oh, I want that thing. I, I want to run a marathon. So I'll start running tomorrow. I'll start running next week. Mm. Whatever your dream is, becoming a musician, running a marathon, climbing Mount Everest, like it's simply put, start putting in the work. And that's the only way, like oftentimes you'll discover once you start putting in the work that, oh, this was 25 year old Sean's dream. I no longer actually enjoy this. Fantastic. But you're not going to find that out until you start putting in the work and actually discovering it. Otherwise, it's going to be a fantasy that's always going to be a what if that keeps bugging you. Yeah. What's stopping people from acting? Is it is it fear of failure or is it why 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 don't more people take risks? I think it's <laughs> it, yes. <laughs> I think it's it's attachment to the fantasy, right? Fantasies are lovely right? We yeah, can yes. disappear into yes. our heads and be like, oh my God, it would be so perfect when X, Y, and Z. That's a wonderful place to be. And actually putting in the work, yeah. like we all know that there's going to be work no matter what the dream is. Even yeah. if it, like for me, I I always dreamed of being a hockey player. Um, if You're I Canadian. was, <laughs> I'm Canadian, exactly. <laughs> if I was to become a hockey player and I love hockey, there's still going to be days I don't want to show up. There's still going to be things that I don't want to do. There's going to be hard work, but in the fantasy land, there's no hard work. Yeah. And so there's an attachment to that, but like we're wired for comfort. Right. So we're always like, unless we have some sort of um, an external, no, not external, unless we have, something motivating us to do the hard thing we're always going to choose the comfortable thing right so like finding either external motivation external accountability with someone that is a great way to to get to work and choose to do the hard things the the non-fantasy world or really diving into your why right why do i want to do this having a strong why a lot of people I've heard it before, but having a strong why is a huge motivator. Why am I like, why am I coaching? Yeah. Because I don't want other men to feel the pain that I felt. I want to change the world so that the children that these men are raising don't feel that as well. That's a Ooh. big why for me. That's what keeps me going. I freaking honestly, like I love coaching. I hate all the computer work. I, it is a challenge <laughs> for me. That keeps me going. Why am I doing this? That's great. So tell us more about your coaching program. Yeah. I mean, I, I coach men generally. Uh, I, I do have a couple of female clients, but like I said, like you introduced me, I, I call myself a self mastery coach and really it is dialing in the foundations of men's lives so that they can go out and be the leaders that they are. I, or in my language, the kings that they are, or the queens that they are. And be clear and be confident in everything that they're doing, which includes their business, their relationship, their relationships with their kids. And I, I do that either in one-on-one -on -one programs or in, in group programs where I think on week nine of 12 of uh, a program called Awaken the King Within right now, and there's going to be another one launching on, on May 2nd, but those are, those are what I do. I also host men's groups. Um, 
and meeting weekly. They're, they're powerful. They're life changers as well. Great. So life pro podcast. I mean, we're here to do the same, right? Have to impact the world. Um, we'd like to say that, uh, there's the manual for everything in life except for life itself. And mm-hmm. what we're trying Amen to, to do. Yeah. And, you know, the the concept is a lot of times we have to deal with problems w- when they become a problem. And, and we're trying to educate people on how to prevent that from becoming a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about different aspects and we're going to we're trying to teach the world. Um, and one one question we ask everybody, I ask everybody is what what do you want to teach the world? What is one thing that one message you have for everybody? It's that life is much simpler than we make it out to be. And I will be the first one to put my hand up that I fall victim to this one all the time. I always make like constantly making it more complicated, but yeah. I, I truly believe that it is our job in this life to simply get out of the way of what wants to come through us to take care of our body, our mind, and then get out of the way. Because, you know, we were talking about happiness. Usually struggle is the biggest thing that gets in the way of happiness. And that struggle is just all of the stories where we tell ourselves why we can't or why we should or why we didn't or all of these different stories. And so when I have been the most content, the most happy in my life, feeling the most powerful and centered and grounded. Yep. I'm taking care of myself and then I'm just getting out of the way, letting all of the stories exist, say, Hey, thank you for being there. I'm going to go do the thing that I, I know I need to do. Yeah. And so life is a lot simpler than we make it out to be. Yeah. I love that very much. And I think that, you know, I've learned that through doing this podcast. It, I, I had a situation. I lost. I lost my. I lost the contract yesterday. I, I was a consultant for a company, um, and they let me go. And the old me would have been dist- Would have been, you know, end of the world. I can't believe they did that, and just really not taking it well. But I've learned that everything happens for a reason. That I just need to adapt to it, and I can't let it take me down because I. It, it was a horrible situation. And I could, I could have the reaction of a victim or I could use it as, as fuel and as like, Hey, I'm going to get over this. I'm going to, I'm going to mm-hmm. move on to something bigger and better. And that's the mm-hmm. attitude I have. That's amazing. I man. Fi- yeah. I mean, and I, and I find that that happens a lot with people is certain things happen to them and they victimize themselves mm-hmm. and they, they bring down their level of happiness Mm-hmm. To a point where it affects their lives. And we can't, we can't, we need to just move on because in the grand scheme of things, whatever you think is horrible, when you really think about it, it's not so bad. You're going to be mm-hmm. fine. As long, as long as you have your health, you should be happy. You should be, you should find your path to happiness. And, and uh, when it comes to careers, you know, I, I, I believe, you know, just like you, you were pulled into coaching like that, that this, this was your passion. And we all need to kind of work within our passion. Uh, and it's not all about the money. It's, it really isn't. Money doesn't bring happiness. Mm-hmm. Money is a tool. Money is a tool that can bring you happiness, but you don't need all the money in the world. That's so true. And like, I mean, there's there's two sides of the coin in that you can find your happiness in work or you can make your work your happiness, right? Like 
So it's all about how you show up. You know, I, when we had our previous conversation, I, I shared with you about a client who thought he wanted to go and change his career and quit his job and all of this. And yeah. through some explorations that we did, turns out he loved that job. He was just letting it beat him down as you were talking about, yeah. right? He was letting yeah. the challenges get to him. And you can also just show up differently. Yeah, that's what it is. It's about the mindset. Yeah. And so like, good, good job on you, man. Like that. Um, yeah. Good job for, for showing up today and, and saying, yeah. you know what? Bad news yesterday, but life goes on. I'm still going to podcast with a smile on my face. And um, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm going to do better for myself and I'll do something that I really believe in because at the end of the day, my heart was not in it. You know, I was doing it for financial reasons because mm -hmm. yeah, I could use the money, but I don't, I don't need the job. So, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, he's probably doing me a favor. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the way that I look at it. Um, one of the things that I've been doing a lot lately is reading a lot. You know, I, I try to finish at least one book a week um, and just really get through as much as information as I can. Um, is there a book that, that had a major impact on your life? Yeah. And I, I also am a voracious reader. So um, looking back through, through all of them, I, I would say the book that had the biggest impact on me besides fiction, because I love fiction, um, is actually a book called Solve for Happy by a guy named Mo Gaudat. And I'm sure I butchered this, the saying of his name. <laughs> um, and he is a, a software engineer, very smart guy. And I am, I have a very analytical mind. So he took the engineering view of solving for happy and just explained you know a lot of the similar things that we talked about here today that you can choose how you show up uh, i remember there was one chapter that talked specifically he, he's like i can't even remember how he got into it but talked about are aliens out there is there extra extraterrestrial life and he basically came to, in the absence of evidence, choose what makes you happy. And that is the same with so much, right? So much yeah. in life, it's, and you know, another book that had a huge influence on me is Loving What Is by Byron Katie. She asked the question, is it true? Is it true? And so often our stories, what we think we quote unquote know is not actually true. So in the absence of evidence, Choose what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's our reality. Amen to that. Yeah. I love that. I love all of that. You know, and I think that's the epitome of, of our conversation here is, you know, you got to do you, you got to be you. And that's the only way you're going to be happy. And you got to follow your intuition and follow your path in life and appreciate all the moments, even if it's opening a door, like you mentioned, it's like, be present in all your actions and, and everything with intention um, and, and your life is short. So reflect on all of that every day and, and really have those, those deep, deep relationships. That's what's going to add depth to your life. And it all comes down to love. I think, you know, loving yep. yourself and loving yourself allows you to love others and have better relationships and, and find your path 
find your path to happiness. Yeah, um, exactly. My last question to you is how can somebody reach out to you or follow you? Um, if they want to work yeah. with you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Instagram really is the best place to find me. Um, that's where I put all of my content. That's where you can find links to my website, to my podcast that is currently a little bit on hiatus. Um, yeah, that's the best way. And, okay. you know, happy to have an open door. If someone wants to ask a question, feel free to shoot me a message. Um, yeah, yeah what's I, your, I love interacting what, with people. Thank you for that. My Instagram is at Sean L D cook and I spell it S H A U N L D C O O K E. Perfect. Thank you, Sean, for your time. I had so much fun and you were definitely inspiration to me. I know that you're inspiration to other others as well. Hopefully everybody enjoyed this listening. Um, don't forget to like, follow and share and help us spread the word. Thank you again, Sean. Right on. Thanks a lot. I had a lot of fun.